Brewster's Millions. Yeah, yeah. Raided the DVD collection. Genuinely. You've got this. You've got this. I've got this. Don't remember (laughs) buying it. A $5.99 special from FOP. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a FOP. No. They're like a chain of, well, I say they are. They might not exist. It was when I lived in Scotland. FOP. FOP. And they used to sell DVDs, Asterix books, and 70s clothes. (laughs) Now, if that's not niche enough, I don't know what is. Yeah, so um, Brewster's Millions, a 1985... Same year that Kate Bush's Hounds of Love came out, incidentally. Excellent so trivial good, knowledge. It's a good year. Yeah, it's a good year. Starring Richard Pryor, John Candy. So John Candy was obviously flavour of the years yeah. at this point. And Richard Pryor, main character, plays Montgomery Brewster. Now, this is based on a 1902 novel, which... Which was news to me. I did not know this either. Apparently, this is the seventh iteration yeah. of the Well, I, I went to look for it on Prime, mm. so... Put in Bruce, and it came up with the 1945 one. So oh. I straight away didn't know that this was a remake. <laughs> and then, like, looking into it more, I didn't realise, like you say, that there was so many. Yeah. Div- and I, I think it's been shelved, but there was, in 2015, a remake being planned. Another one. Yeah, well, the first time they did this was in 1914. Brewster's Millions. Oh, the actual film. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's, yeah. it's obviously just the scaled down. Did you enjoy it? Monetary yeah, well, yeah well, when it came out, it's <laughs> considered you, a lost film. Did you see it at the cinema? It's in, it's in, it, it, it's in my my tape collection. No, it, it was uh, they had a million dollars in those years. Yeah, so, yeah, you yeah. Know, so the money were, did go down. But and they I did think, it again in 1921, again in 1926. Obviously, they're not getting it right. <laughs> they know something's in this. <laughs> They're just not able to to get the... So they did it again in 1935, 45, 54, 61, 85. I mean, this has been done. This is... This is is a tried and tested, apparently. But it was... uh, And and it's been... It's gone out to other countries. I think at least four of them have been done in India. Yeah, I was going to say there's a couple of... At least two Indian movies. there's Hello, Mr. Billionaire, which was (laughs) a Chinese film based on the Brewster story. And it's kind of gone into the language a bit, isn't it? You... You're a bit Brewstered. Like, you know, he's got loads of money. I've heard people say it. Have anyway. you? Well, yeah. this oh, film... this proper Brewstered in. Like, <laughs> there's an aspect of this film that has definitely imprinted itself on the modern psyche, which is to do with voting. Which none is of the above. None of the above. Uh, it's funny because I got the... I don't know if you did, but I got the local election thing through the post today because oh, because yeah. it's all changing yeah and it actually says you know in it if if, if there's a certain a certain criteria a certain amount of people in it you can do the none of the and straight away you're thinking <laughs> bruce's millions like, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a weird one how that's kicked in and it's this film will go into see the the detail of it but it's one of those ones that whether or not you like the film or not it has a central message to it which is a conversation piece is, is could you do it yeah could you actually achieve the task that he set out and then the other, the construct behind that is so that money becomes not needed. Money becomes hated. And would you feel that way as well if you had to go the rigmarole and the just, endurance of it? And I, yeah. I just think even if you failed, you just have a fucking great, great, time. great 30 days. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so the plot of the film, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a, a minor league baseball player, which is Richard Pryor, has to spend 30 million in 30 days in order to inherit 300 million that his mad uncles left him or something. Yeah, His um, white uncle. Yeah, His white uncle. And <laughs> he goes a little bit through the, the family tree, yeah. doesn't he? And says, yeah. yeah, well, this is how that happened. What's the matter, um, Brewster? Your uncle is a honky? Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, my daughter, who I watched this with, went, what's a honky? Yeah. Let's just carry on. Let's move this. on, move on. So, there, yeah, it's like any of these 80s films. There's a, a language. It's a, yeah, it's a PG 
And yeah. I now know from experience that an 80s PG requires careful, careful it viewing. It really does want parental. Ah, yeah. you're right. Well, this on. one's all right, but <laughs> I go back to the example of Team Wolf, where he walks around with a T-shirt that says, I'm with Cocknose. Yeah. Now, and that guy in the background who just exposes himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, is, there is specific rules. Are you allowed a shit? Are you allowed to say shit? Shit was used a few times. Or well, is it one? It, and bitch. Is it 12, I think, is one in, fuck. In yeah. this, we had uh, four shits two asses a couple of bullshits uh three goddamns three assholes two sons of a bitch and uh and a pissed off as well that's, that's so quite that's, a lot for there was 13 really. uses of shit and jesus and christ's sake was thrown in there as well for, for any parents concerned with that but the the rules of the brewster deal and his um his challenge to spend 30 million in 30 days is he's not allowed to own any assets yeah He's he's not allowed to destroy the money, gift it, or give it to charity. Or he's not allowed well, to tell anyone. Five percent is allowed to go yes. to gambling, and five yeah. percent charity. On charity. He's allowed to pay people. Yeah, he's allowed to pay people, but, but he's got, got to get value for their services. Value, yeah. He can't destroy anything that is of inherent value. He's given this option by the two the, by the executors of the will. And they've told, if you can achieve by spending this 30 million in 30 days and have no assets, you will get the 300, as Dan has said. Yeah. If, though, you can't face this fact, there is a wimp fund of 1 million. Yeah. And they put the $1 million in a briefcase in front of him. And the lawyers are obviously wanting him to take this because they can then become the executives of the will and stick Fat huge fee, fees yeah. and rinse them. And... He goes, do you know what? And he clo- is there's that bit of tension and he just closes the briefcase, pushes it towards them. I'll go for the 300. Well, it's, it's also it's stated that his salary, he's never earned more than $11,000 a year. <laughs> no credit cards. So a million would have been hella yeah. tempting, yo. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's, it's your basic kind of riches to rags comedy, isn't it? And um, you, Are you buying him as a pitcher in... Well, um, I think he, I think he likes a bit of baseball, doesn't he? He's, yeah, but that arm is not strong enough. He did do some pitching in the hotel. Now, was that him? No, I was watching that thinking that's cut away because I didn't think it was John Candy catching and throwing either. Yeah, because it was quite, it yeah. was quite quite good. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so they so what the law firm do is they assign him. Now, alarm bells would have been going off here if you want to break this down into alarm city. Is they have, they assign him Drake Angela Drake, who's an attorney, trainee, super hot. paralegal, yeah, eighties hot, yeah. super hot, and yeah. she's going to receipt everything he does through a ledger to prove that he spends all the money, and he can't he can't tell her either, so he instantly falls for her, and he's trying to do all the sly moves, and she is not interested. She actually mm. has a, a boyfriend called she, Warren. She gets pissed off that he's yeah, yeah. blowing all his throwing money and away, just yeah. throwing it away, and she can't yeah. understand well, why he's he's doing it. Um, because he that I mean, this is the funny bit of the film: what he spends his money on, and obviously John Candy is his best friend, and he's uh, not really sure what's going on. He he can tell no one, so yeah. he, he's just kind of tied into this wall in the in these challenges and it, it was funny because i was in my deep and you know meaningful research i i looked in would this actually stand up in court and somebody else has looked into that already saving me all the real hard work <laughs> but in the case of hicklin and carroll 2014 it's okay. a new Recent. south wales thing the supreme court australians but they were called uh upon to determine the the conditional a will that was left for Mr. Carroll. He died in 2012 and he left a will and he needed his grandchildren to sign up to the Catholic Church and different bits oh, and so pieces conditions, like that. So, yeah. so conditions in it. So then they used 
the same criteria in the court to determine the Brewster case. And it's under, it, it's got to be, there's got to be certainty. There's got to be possible to, to perform this. And it's got to be not country, contrary to public policy. So in fact, Brewster would stand up still, whatever they, if somebody did this mad thing, <laughs> at least in the, the yeah. law in Australia, mm. they could do it. Yeah, well, it's a true story, this is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the the whole, const- that, like I said, the construct behind it is that he obviously, his uncle realises that Brewster is a dropout. Yeah, he's a loser. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the amount of being given 300 million straight off will just result in a disaster. He so, is the only living heir though, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah the only right. living heir. Yeah. He's designed this whole process to hopefully make Brewster sick of money and in theory appreciate it more or, or, or just not treat it with... The total like spendthrift ways that he's not that his late great uncle thinks he's going to do. Yeah, because he's he's like a shit baseball oh, player. Oh yeah, he's drunk. He's drunk he's tank. a bar fly, yeah. sort of womanizing. Gets, you know, we were first great we, fight. First we see they they have a bar fight because they're trying to crack on to these two guys who were bang up for it. They wanted naked massage, didn't they? Uh, yeah, until yeah. their partners who happen to be on the opposing team come Rudy. in. There's a huge fight, and this sort of private detective bails them out and takes them so he's you know he's not a complete down and out but he ain't far off no he's uh, and, and the baseball team lets him go yeah. so he's jobless he's got nothing but that stained cubs t-shirt on his back <laughs> yeah which is gross but as we said he leaves the lawyer's building with this he's got to spend this 30 million and the first thing he does is he goes over to the bank to see it he refuses the interest rates He's he's realised that so they say to him that's seven point nine five twenty sorry twenty percent interest rate or something. Okay, yeah. Fuck, that doesn't happen now. And then he employs security guards. He employs he takes everybody for a meal at a high class. I've got the I've got the full list got of the all layout? the stuff Go that he wants it. to do that he does. Sorry, it's from Ms. Drake. She tabulates his expense report and the list of the things that he buys include a security guard for one point one six million, beer and wine for two point one million. <laughs> Four hundred pounds of New York dirt for a pitcher's mound, seven thousand. Rupert Horn commemorative statue, two hundred and ten. Nightclub rental, six hundred and ten. Furniture deposit that Warren Cox withholds, which is key. Yep. And that was twenty grand. An yeah. iceberg for one oh, million. With the engines that yeah. slides in the back. I just Going bought an to Arabia, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. There are no farmers in <laughs> Saudi Arabia. My favourite, I think, is the rare stamp for one yes. one and a quarter million, which he posts on a one dollar postcard back to the lawyers. The inverted Jenny. Um, yeah. Exercise videotapes for three grand. Dental care for the baseball team, thirty-one grand. Uniforms, twenty-seven grand. Twenty-seven lifetime health spa memberships. That's just under a mil. Office rental for his election campaign was only sixteen hundred. Campaign worker salary is three million. Separate salary for his campaign manager four hundred fifty grand for a week. He rents a Rolls Royce that was eighteen hundred, and none of the above paint job for the car was six grand. <laughs> Restoring the car back was another twelve. <laughs> so he's he's managing to get rid of the money, surprising the lawyers massively that he's able to they're, do. They're they're bribed mm. the Mrs. Drake's Ms. Drake's partner they yeah. bribed him to make sure that Brewster fucks it up they've promised him a partnership yeah, in the they, law they, firm there's yeah there's a bit going on bad advice Brewster's getting and it it goes down to the wire it, it really does doesn't but, it but what well, he realises that he's getting all this money out he doesn't know that Cox has held it back and unfortunately 
the money that he's put on the gambling debt suddenly comes in mm. and he's won everything. The fucking iceberg, the iceberg the Arabs, comes, up. As, 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 comes up. Trumps. Comes up, comes up Trumps. <laughs> massive loads. Can't and the, believe it. And John Candy, his best mate, has yeah. taken that money and reinvested it without him knowing, thinking he's being really good. And that's come up Trumps. So yeah. he's basically back to where he started a week in. <laughs> and so he... He just happens to watch the news and they're talking about the New York mayor race, which is basically between two mafia leaders mm. vying for a $60,000 a year job. And what he does is he realizes that he'll run for mayor and he buys primetime TV slots all across the New York state and across the nation in mm. case there are New York <laughs> state people on holiday who yeah. want to know about the vote. So he's burning through the money like you wouldn't believe. That would do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as he starts to go into the campaign... Even though he's showing these he's, he's huge rallies that he's paying for, you get this mantra, which is he's saying to them, I don't want you to vote for me. I want you to vote for none of the above. Why would you vote for me? Why would you vote for him? Why? And then he starts, he, first, he then commits slander by saying that there are a couple of, couple of rats and they sue him in court. And he's mm. like, yeah, just write checks. There Let's you give go. Give money away. There's another one. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. The idea and the premise, I think, is is a huge amount of fun. You've got Richard Pryor, um, John Candy. Yeah. What's weird is I forgot John Candy was in this. <laughs> yeah. And I also completely forgot Rick Moranis. Oh, the mimic. Yeah, he oh, just copies. Terrible. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's it's just all, all the sycophants and entourage yeah. just wanting to get money out of him. Yeah. Before we sort of go into it a bit, would you guys, do you think you could do it? Do you think you could do 30 million in 30 days? Yeah, it feels like I do that most months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just go for a shop at Waitrose. Yeah, it would be it, you know to have nothing to show for it yeah. at the end. That was the condition, wasn't it? And that makes it more difficult. Mm. And not being able to gamble it all makes it even more yeah, difficult. It'd be tricky. Um, it would be tricky. But I'd I would like to have a go. Yeah, that's for sure. I would love to yeah. have a crack at that. Yeah. Yeah. You get get your private jet to West Ham for the evening. Yeah, private okay, jet I'll back. Crash it. It would be, <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be empty, Jet. But and the other flip st- side of the story, just going to the sporting analogy, is he's fixed it up for the Hackensack Bulls to play the New York Yankees. Yeah, and it's he's got marching band that wouldn't perform on the runway, so he flew them on a helicopter to mm. the ground. He takes the whole ground for like milk and cookies after the game or something, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? He's, yeah, there's there's loads going on and lots of that. That for me is the most kind of fun of the film, watching him have these crazy ideas yeah, and 100%. spending the money. Uh, I don't think it's that good anymore. I don't no, know if... no. I, I think the ideas are... Like... I think the stuff that he does with Gene Wilder, like him and we've seen him, is still a lot, is still really good. This, for me, it was just a little bit frayed, a little bit, uh, kind of lost its sparkle a little bit. I don't know, couldn't quite put my finger on it. It was still okay. It's, it's it wasn't a great like a idea bad movie. Still, and, yeah, and it? there's some fun in there, but... Was it that great? No, no, I agree. And like I said, I hadn't seen it for years. Absolutely years. It was one and a half hours and it it just went, that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's okay. It was an 80s film. It's kind of, it it had a guranteed good ending. Yeah. Do you know what? And I was just like, I'm happy with that. I know he's going to do it. I know he's going to do it. They Um, they may need to make, it for a thirteenth time <laughs> to really knock this out of the park and give it some some longevity. Do you want some um, weird film connection trivia? Yeah, one then. Neil Hamilton 
who played Commissioner Gordon in Batman 1966, yes. played the executor of the will in Brewster's Mill in 1945. Pat Hingle, who played Commissioner Gordon in Batman 1989, played the executor of the will in Brewster's Mill in 1985. That's where I was trying to picture. I was like, where have I seen him before? Yeah, yeah it is. It's Princess, it's my bit of fact. Princess Anne visited the film set on her tour of America. Yeah, Princess, Princess Andrew was not available. <laughs> Princess Andrew found it really hot, but he said... I, I, Princess it, Andrew. Princess Andrew wasn't finding it too hot because he never sweats. Yeah. So. There's also a load of connections with 48 Hours, which is the director, Walter Hill, did both of those films. The bar in which they start the fight is called Torchies, and that's also in 48 Hours. Torchies. Yeah. It's also in a movie called When Stranger Calls. Um, And the waitress who phones the brawl to the police is played by Margot Rose, who also appears in 48 Hours. I always laugh at 80s bar brawls because and just to send... Smashing. Things, it's like yeah, WWF. It uh, goes from cage match. punch, punch, <laughs> someone picks up a table yeah. and absolutely ends someone and then the whole place goes up. Imagine like you were just sat there like just having a drink and a whole pint comes towards your face. The, the director, Walter Hill, possibly his heart wasn't entirely in this because oh, he yeah. did say that he made the movie to improve his bank account <laughs> Which and did. success quotient. So. Well, he, did, he did 48 Hours, Aliens, The Warriors as well. He's Alien. Aliens. Aliens, he did. He was involved in it. Well, he must have been director. That's James Cameron, but oh, yeah. production, I think. Right. Yeah, producer in. in a yeah, he's got some decent. But he doesn't. He said he doesn't really make comedies. This was the only out and out comedy movie right. that he ever made. Well, he did. He was involved in Forty Eight Hours, which is kind he directed of a, it, but it's more of a, yeah, a buddy kind yeah. of cop movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm in with you guys where I would say well, if you've never seen it, watch it. You know. It's it will give you a laugh, particularly if you've got kids. The idea, the premise, it is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, probably dated a little bit now. Mm. I was just looking back at some of the Indian uh, versions of it, where they've got to spend like a hundred thousand rupees in thirty days. I was going, <laughs> you get through that quite easy. Like, um, oh, it was nineteen fifty, so maybe it went a lot further. But yeah, it would be nice to see what they would do now and how much yeah. money would be. I was thinking uh, about that hundred million. Yeah, because you could spend thirty million on just hiring a yacht. Yeah, for a week. So yeah. problem. You'd have to go and take out more money. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, I'll owe you somehow the three hundred million. I'm getting. <laughs> I, um, I got into a discussion with my wife who deals with trusts. And yeah. it suddenly got very boring, and she said mm. to me, "Oh yeah, if you accumulate that level of wealth, but oh god." <laughs> She was it think- is a problem to spend it. <laughs> she yeah. was thinking about the fees. Yeah. So yeah, to to summarise, I'd say decent enough. It's but a, it's don't go after- out of your way to see it, but if it's on telly and you've got, you know, you're looking for a movie, you could do a lot worse. It's an afternoon Channel 5 film. Yeah, agreed. <laughs>